You're listening to Black Market Church, and this is Take 5, a five-minute segment on the Christian Anarchist Perspective, Episode 12, titled Kingdom Constitution, Part 7, by Stephen Christoforo. Black Market Church is a Christian anarchist perspective on scripture regarding the relationship between the church, the state, and the individual. A black market is defined as an underground economy of non-compliance within an institutionalized set of laws, and that is exactly what the church was designed to be. To be in the world but not of it is to establish a counterculture community amidst mass opposition, and we aim to accomplish this counterculture according to the counter-economic blueprint laid out in the scriptures themselves. The term counter-economics is described as the study or practice of all peaceful human interaction which is forbidden by the state. So follow us as we follow Jesus and seek to establish this counter-economic culture as the early church once did, to do good even when the legislation of empirical powers opposed it. Welcome back to this series titled Kingdom Constitution. Last episode we discussed Jesus' Fifth Amendment, the Amendment of Non-Resistance. This episode doesn't mark the end of our series, but it does mark the end of the article of its amendments. While the Sermon on the Mount continues through chapters 6 and 7, today we're approaching the pinnacle of the amendments of Jesus as we bring Matthew chapter 5 to a close with the topic of Jesus' sixth and final amendment, the amendment of love. Let's start in verse 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be called sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are to be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect." This teaching is what all of Jesus' previous five amendments have been building towards. To love our enemies has become the bread and butter of Christianity. And according to this passage, it's the fulfillment of perfection itself. Philippians 3.12 identifies this perfection as the upward call. Though we have not yet achieved it, it is that which we as followers of Christ press on to lay hold of. But the church has grown weary of pressing forward, and instead of working to lay hold of the perfection Jesus is leading us towards, we have reasoned with ourselves that the commands of Jesus are simply out of reach, and we have reduced them to nothing more than abstract spiritual concepts and mottos when they were intended to be practical and applicable instructions for the church to establish the kingdom of heaven on the earth. This is something I believe God is extremely passionate about, and so I intend to be unapologetically passionate in his stead. Jesus, in this passage, says to love your enemies so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. And again, earlier in verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Jesus, on both accounts, directly ties the concept of sonship with the Father together with loving your enemies and peacemaking. Peacemaking being the manifestation and expression of loving your enemies. And as we learn from Jesus' previous amendment of non-resistance, the peace of the kingdom of God cannot be established through the use of physical force because the use of violence in opposition to violence only perpetuates violence. The same way murdering a murderer doesn't oppose murder, it only justifies it and creates exceptions for certain individuals to exempt themselves from God's laws and basic morality. 
To be children of God instead of children of the world is to take on the divine nature of his son, Jesus, and cast off our earthly nature of sin. That is to love our enemies instead of hate them, and in so doing become makers of peace instead of makers of war. For not only does warring against your enemies go against Jesus' sixth amendment to love them, it is against his fifth amendment because it requires the use of force. It is against his fourth amendment because license to do so requires you to swear yourself in service. It is against his third amendment because you acknowledge the legislation of men who allow it to be superior to the legislation of Jesus who forbids it. It is against his second amendment because you sever yourself from the body of Christ, the system of God, by lusting after the systems of the world. And it is against his first amendment because you remain a proponent of the judgment and governance of men. James 4, 1-4 says, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure, you adulterers. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. There are two systems at work the system of God, and the system of the world. And those who establish one oppose the other, according to Matthew 6.24, no one can serve two masters. If everyone on earth heard and understood the gospel of Christ and sought to establish the kingdom of God, there would be no armies, for there would be no one willing to take up arms against their enemies on behalf of the state. There would be no one willing to use force against one another on behalf of its laws. And without these two components, the kingdoms of men would fade away into nothing as the kingdom of God took its place on the earth. And if everyone who claimed to follow Christ at this very moment would begin to implement the teachings of Jesus, we would be more than halfway to achieving the nonviolent revolution Christ came and died for. I hope you enjoyed this segment of Take 5. Feel free to check out our website at blackmarketchurch.wordpress.com like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blackmarketchurch and connect with the Christian Anarchist community by joining the Black Market Church Facebook group. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of Take 5 by Black Market Church.